places, different size groups, obviously, but it is great to have you come together. Thank you so much for joining in today. Um, I first of all want to welcome our, our local Ascend Church family. Uh, thank you so much for joining, and uh, I really am missing you. Uh, I'm missing the, just the personal connection with you. I'm missing uh, just be able to give you a hug, um, but we know that these days will pass, and uh, We'll be able to share some love again real soon. Uh, really want to th- uh, just a big warm welcome to those that are watching, that are part of us, that are part of my, our, our family, uh, that are connected to us from around New Zealand, from around the world, from Australia. Uh, really want to extend to you a very, very warm welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And, uh, and any, of my, uh, any of my personal family that are joining in, we love you, and uh, thank you so much for, for joining with me today and, and just just supporting with your presence online. It is so good to have you here. And uh, I'm really believing that the Holy Spirit is just um, just moving in our lives at this time, moving over this nation. And I'm really praying and believing that the Holy Spirit is really going to touch your life today. And uh, just over the course of this week, uh, just... Just had many occasions, you know, sometimes up the top of a scaffolding when I'm actually building a house right now. And uh, at times just listening to the worship and, and just feeling the presence of God. And uh, just as I've been studying and reading, just really feeling the Lord touch my heart. And uh, I want to share some of that with you this morning. And uh, I was just talking to one of my, one of my good friends, Apostle Norm McLeod, uh, last night. And uh, we were having just, just sharing about what God is doing. And... Uh, and we're just, look, we're in a great place of, of joy and peace and, and also great anticipation. And uh, so wherever you are, uh, if you're home by yourself, 
Uh, I acknowledge that there'll be people here today that maybe you've lost loved ones and uh, you're at home by yourself. And today, just this morning, as just in prayer, I have you on my heart and um, I wish I could be there with you, but uh, we'll do that again soon. But I do want to welcome you. And uh, what a, what, I, I love us right, right now just to, um, just to lift our hands and just to open our hearts, just turn our hearts towards the Lord. And uh, we don't have a, a live band right now, but I've got a, a track playing for you. It's one of my favorite worship tracks. And uh, I'd love for you just, just to take a few moments, uh, just for you to engage the presence of the Lord right now. However you want to do that, you can say words, or you can just sit there and close your eyes. And the main thing is this, that you turn your heart towards the Lord. That at this moment, <laughs> your eyes will be turned towards the screen, no doubt. But why don't you just take a moment just, just to close your eyes, just remove that screen away from you right now, and just focus your heart upon the Lord. Um, and I just pray that His presence is going to touch you. Come and let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we come before your presence today. Father, we come and we gather as your sons and daughters, we gather as your family uh, all across this nation, across the globe, across Hawke's Bay. Father, we come before your presence today. Father, we love you. We, we thank you that you are a good God. We thank you that you are our Father in heaven, that you, are, that you care for us, that you watch over us, that, you, uh, that your heart is to minister to us, your heart is to restore us. So, Lord, we worship you today. We worship you, Lord. We, we focus our heart, we focus our affection upon you. We turn our hearts, we turn our thoughts, we turn our imagination. Holy Spirit, we invite you to come and to to brood over our lives today. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that even right now that you're hovering over our lives. Holy Spirit, we welcome your presence today. Holy Spirit, right now, I just pray that you'll touch every heart, every life that is watching here today. Lord, I thank you for couples that are even just together in their homes, in their lounges, even in their beds. Lord, I pray, Holy Spirit, that your presence would come and touch them right now. I pray, Holy Spirit, for those that are that are watching that maybe don't know you. I pray, Holy Spirit, that your presence will just come and minister to them right now. Lord, I pray for those that are alone at this time. I pray for those that have an empty household or an empty room and are the only one in there. Lord, I pray today, Lord, that your wonderful love would touch their heart. I pray, Holy Spirit, that your presence would come and minister to them right now. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We welcome your ministry into our life today. Holy Spirit, we... We don't always understand what you're doing and why you're doing things. But Holy Spirit, today we make a decision. We make a conscious decision to lean onto you. By faith, we lean onto you today, Holy Spirit. We trust you. We invite your ministry into our heart. We invite your ministry into the depths of our heart today, Holy Spirit. That you would restore us, that you would revive us, that you would minister to us, that your joy would come and fill us, that your peace would come and fill us. Lord, I pray that this time would be a time of great transformation in our lives. Be a great transformation in families. It'll be a great transformation in our hearts today. So Holy Spirit, we love you. We worship you. We declare, Lord, that you are holy God. You are holy God, that you watch over us, that you protect us, that you minister to us today. Father, today we look to you for our source of provision. We look to you today. We set our heart, we set our affection upon you. Even as David said and prayed in Psalm 91, he turned his hearts towards you. Father, today, we set our affection upon you today. We give you our emotions. We give you our love. We give you the secret places of our heart today. Father, just pray right now, Lord, that you would just minister to every person here today. 
Lord let, your Lord, let your name be made great over this nation today. Lord, I pray today, Lord, that you touch and minister into every family in Jesus' name. Come on, let me hear you stay with me today. Amen. All right. Hey, it is great to have you. I just, yeah, it is so good to have you here today. And uh, I just personally have had a great week uh, working on our house at home, working on projects, but also just listening to the Holy Spirit speak to me. And uh, I felt him. Uh, speak to me about things in my heart that I'd really love to share with you this morning. And uh, I really believe in that God's going to really speak to you and, and encourage you this morning. Hey, why don't you just turn to somebody, if, uh, if there's somebody near to you, just touch them and poke them, do whatever you need to do, and smile at them, give them a wave. If you're practicing social distancing from two meters away, just give them a wave or just, just share some muffy this morning. And uh, especially if you've had a birthday, I mean, for us as a church, we, when we come together, we celebrate birthdays and anniversaries. And um, so if you've had a birthday this week, uh, if you've had a wedding anniversary, Kate and I would just love to say congratulations. And uh, we are so happy that you were born into this world. And uh, we are so happy that, you, that, that God brought you two together. And we're really praying that in this time that you would experience fresh intimacy in your life and uh, yeah so unfortunately we can't give you any chocolates so I will uh, sacrifice for you and I will eat those chocolates if you've got chocolates in your cupboard somewhere you just or an apple or something like that whatever you're into just gobble it down and enjoy the moment and uh, hey I'd love to just again just share and open up the scriptures with you this morning and uh, uh, this this is a scripture that many of you would know, and, uh, but the amazing thing about this particular scripture, it can say and express so much in so, very, in so few words. And uh, it's, it's a piece of scripture that I believe that the Lord is, is speaking to us about. I know he's been speaking to me about, but I believe he's also speaking to us as a nation, and all across, not just as a nation, but uh, to the world at this time. And I know, look, there's going to be a lot of people, a lot of men, men, women of God, prophets saying this, that. It's great. Here, look, I'm just saying what I'm uh, sensing, what I felt the Holy Spirit speak to me. And uh, I pray that it will encourage you. And so what I want to do this morning, so, so this morning's message is what I believe largely prophetic and what I sense God is doing and what he is wanting to do and how you and I should respond. Uh, but it's also I want to just open up a little bit of scripture for you. And um, here we go. And uh, this is going to be a real easy scripture to find. And so all you have to do is turn to the, if you've got your Bibles, go to Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1 and 2. So if you've got your Bibles with you, just, just open them up right now. And uh, like I said, the scripture, it, is, it says and implies a lot. It's so much in just a few words. And uh, we're not gonna, I'm not going to try and unpack it all for you. But what, what I'd love for you to do is this, is as we, as we open up the scripture, I want you, I want you to pay attention to, to the words that are used. So sometimes when we open up the Bible, we can just, we can just read quickly across it and miss out, uh, miss out really important parts. And, and, and we don't get that, we are unable to really mine the fullness of, of its rich, richness out. Let's open it up this morning. And uh, so here, another, another idea would be this. Allow your imagination to, uh, just to open up a little bit as we start to read the scripture, because otherwise you, start, you just read words and it makes no meaning for you. 
One of the things I do is this, is as I read it, I'll use my imagination and, and, and I build a picture of what's, uh, what's happening in the space. So here, Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1 and 2. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was unformed and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. Somebody say, face of the deep. Face of the deep. Come on, turn, turn to somebody, tell them. Face of the deep. And the Spirit of God, you picture this, and the Spirit of God hovered over the surface of the water. One of the things I want to encourage you, just say that again. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was unformed and void. And darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God, or the Spirit of the Lord, hovered over the surface of the water. And look, there's been... Essentially, no one was there to see it. But the writer, is, he has is, uh, he is, he is wanted to describe something and convey something to us. So there's two things that the writer here is... is is uh, wanting to convey to us and, and wanting to communicate. And you'll see how this, I believe, is important for where we are in the world today. So one, one, the writer is describing, one, the condition of the earth. So he's talking about, first of all, the, the condition. The earth was unformed and, unformed and void. Uh, we know we're on the other side of creation now, so the earth is formed and it's not void. There is so much beauty in the world today. But one of the, the, So first thing he describes was the condition. It also, it also describes that the earth was covered in water, and, and that, but that's not really all what, what I want to, I felt to emphasize today. It's the second part. The darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God hovered over the surface of the water. This is the part I feel to unpack to you today, because um, when, I just, uh, when I started to look at this, I really felt the, the touch of the Holy Spirit. So the first thing he's, he's describing is the condition. The second thing he's describing as he's describing the expression on the earth or the mood of the earth at that time. So the condition of the earth we live in now is different, but yet the expression or the mood, somebody say mood of the earth. Yeah, so the mood of the earth. So the writer is describing the mood of the earth, the feeling, what's going on at that time. And, um, and so one of the things when we open up, uh, when we start to research scripture a little bit, um, he uses... Uh, he uses the element of water. So obviously water is covering the face of the earth. And so when he talks about the deep, he's referring also to the water. And then when he talks about um, uh, the depth, he's also describing the water. So he's talking about the surface of the water and the depth of the water. Because we know that there's the surface level of what we see of what's going on. But there's also a depth to it, something else that's also, there's also other currents that happen underneath. So he's describing, um, he's describing the mood or the expression. So when you see water, when you see the ocean, the ocean is never really just still. It's always, there's always an expression to it. Sometimes there's currents turning underneath. Sometimes it's the surface of the water. But the point of it is, is this, as he's describing that the world is, uh, that the expression or the mood of the earth at that time was chaotic or turbulent, and so one of the so there's different translations uh, that speak into this. But one of the thing, one of the expressions that, that the writer is describing is the chaotic mood of the earth at that time, the turbulent mood of the earth at that time. And so one of the things that many of us will be, unless you're living under a uh, living under a pillow somewhere, uh, 
you don't have to look very far to see that chaos or the world is in a place of turbulence right now. You look at financial markets, you look at uh, employment sectors, you look at um, you look at different. You look at across the world. There's since the time of World War II, I don't believe there's been such a time as this where the world has been put into such chaos. You can feel the mood of chaos in many parts of the world. You can feel that the earth is turbulent and the. Uh, when it's turbulent, it's, there's no set pattern to it. We don't know if it's going to go this or not know if it's going to do that. So one of the things you'll find is that he's talking about the mood of the earth at that time is, is chaotic. And one of the things I was, I was thinking about is this, that there's no, no doubt that much of the world today is in, in, a, place of, uh, is in a place of chaos. Uh, there's, it's, it's turbulent. Uh, people are unsure what's going to happen. People are unsure what currencies will do, what, um, what the economy will do. People are unsure, so there's turbulence. It's, it's very hard to tell. One of the things I also, um, one of the things we also know about chaos is this, is that chaos has many different expressions. The chaos is not just, um, uh, just a mess, but chaos has many different expressions, like the water, like the ocean. I mean, I go out fishing at, at, at my boat as much as I can, and one of the things I notice about the water is this, is that really when I go out, um, you, you can see that the, the, the water, the ocean, it's always moving, it's always alive. There, there are times that you can predict it, you can times where you can read the pattern, but there are times when you simply cannot read it. And when you're trying to navigate the boat through chaotic water, sometimes you have a wave coming this way and a wave coming this way and, and wind blowing in a different direction. So it, it's chaotic, there's no, there's no easy way to drive the boat. And so, so one of the things that I've found is that chaos has many different expressions. You can see it in nature. But one of the things I want to bring into you is this, is that I want to personalize that, that one of the things I've been sensing is this, is that for many people, they're experiencing chaos in their own life. So you, it's one thing to say, oh yeah, the world is in chaos, or the, the, the markets are in chaos. But actually one of the things I felt to do is to, is to bring it a little bit closer to say, one of the things I believe that the Holy Spirit is doing is that for many people, you're experiencing chaos in your personal world. Because when, you, when we start to address it in our personal world and, and apply it to our personal life, all of a sudden it becomes much more real. And so I want to encourage you, one of the things I felt in my heart was this. At this time, there'll be a number of people, you'll be experiencing different types of chaos or different types of turbulence in your own life, in your personal life. Maybe it's in your heart. Maybe it's, in your, uh, maybe it's in your marriage, and I, I believe that there are people watching right now, there's turbulence in your marriage, there's, there's chaos in your marriage right now. If you were to be honest, it's not running smooth. There'll be some people today um, in your personal health, there's chaos in there, there's turbulence in your health. Uh, for some people, uh, it, it'll be in the areas of your finances or your behaviour or relationships. Uh, I believe, one, there can be chaos in here, and I believe that there is uh, for many people, they're experiencing a chaos, not just in the world, but actually in their personal life. Personal life. They're experiencing it. Maybe you're here today and you're watching this right now. If you're, uh, if you're not going through it right now, <laughs> I'm, really, I'm really thrilled for you. But most of the, all of us at some point will go through uh, a time of turbulence, either in our marriages, in our finances, in our, in our personal heart. So when people, for example, are insecure, or when people struggle with insecurity, or anxiety is another one, where, where anxiety is present, where people um, 
uh, where people's moods are up and down, uh, where people are good one. It's it's like their mood or their 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 emotions are turbulent. And whenever that's happening, there's always something else that's going on. One of the things that we noticed was this, um, uh, that it's always what we see at surface level. So all the things like, um, like in our marriage, our health, finances, behavior, uh, and, and security, and our emotions, all this is what I would say is, is surface level turbulence, or surface level, it's like the waves on top of the ocean. And coming back to that scripture, he says here, um, it talks about the face of the deep. That's what it's talked about, the face of the deep. So there's two things. There's the surface, and then actually what's, what's happening underneath. So, uh, so, so the, the, the surface turbulence that we're facing in our life right now, there is always a depth to it. It's never just sitting on the surface. It's, it, it, it can be expressed on the surface. And even in the world markets today, you'll find that there is a surface level of chaos, but there's also a deeper level that is operating as well. So, And this is one of the things I really felt the Holy Spirit to, to speak about today. Um, chaos is never a surface level matter. There is always a depth to it. So that's why the scripture says, the face of the deep. So there's the surface, what... People are what people are expressing at the first at the surface level, but there's also a deeper issue that goes. And one of the things that we uh, that's important to us as a church and should be to all Christianity is the ministry of the heart. Um, well, because when we talk about the depth of this chaos, when we talk about the depth of the turbulence, there's always drivers underneath that are that are working it. And so, to bring it right in close. One of the things I would encourage you is this, that if you are experiencing that turbulence, if you're experiencing chaos in this part of your life, I would suggest to you strongly that it's not just about behavior modification at all. There is always a depth to it. What we're experiencing in the world, there's always a depth to it. And this is where I'm sensing that at this time, God wants us to deal and address the areas of our heart. And... Um, so let's, let's, uh, let's open up the scripture a little bit more. The, the, this, the second thing that you see in this piece of scripture is the activity of the Holy Spirit. So you can see the activity of what's happening in the earth. You can see the mood of what's happening in the earth. You can see the mood or experience the mood of what's happening in people's households. Uh, you, you, can see, you can see that we'll experience that this is what the Holy Spirit can see. The mood that will be happening in your internal life. You can see the mood that will be happening in our world. You can see the mood that will be happening in our finances and our physical health. And you see the Holy Spirit, the activity of the Holy Spirit in this situation. The Bible says here that the Holy Spirit hovered. He hovered. The Holy Spirit, in this translation it says he hovered. And, and, and this, is, this is where I really would like to open up scripture for you today. Because when you think about chaos, when you think about... Um, people have, a, have ideas about how chaos should be uh, sorted. Uh, and for most of us, or for many people, it can be dealing, dealing to it with a stick. Let me just unpack the scripture for you a little bit, because it's important to understand when the Holy Spirit hovers, we're going, it's, I, I felt it was important to unpack that a little bit so we have a, a, an understanding of actually what the Holy Spirit is doing and what the mood of the Holy Spirit is. The only other place in Scripture where the term hover is used or mentioned is in Deuteronomy. So we're just going to open up the book of Deuteronomy right now. 
Deuteronomy chapter 32 and verse 10 to 11. I want you to just look at this piece of scripture here. He found, yeah, I love that word. He found his people. He found his people. And just, just those two words alone is just deeply touching. And wherever you are, you're not lost from the Lord. He found, it, it gives you an understanding. It gives you an insight into the nature of, the, of, of, of our Heavenly Father. He found his people. He found his people in a desert country, in a howling, wasted wilderness. And he protected him and cared for him. He's, he's referring to Jacob and, and, and his people. And he guarded him like the pupil of his eye. And like an eagle, I love this, like an eagle, the Holy Spirit is often, it's a prophetic picture of the Holy Spirit, like an eagle. Like an eagle that stirs or hovers up her nest. He says, like an eagle that stirs up her nest and hovers over her young. She spreads out her wings and takes them and carries them as she flies. So this is the other, the only other reference to the word a hover is, is, in, this, is in the context of the scripture here. So one of the things, it's important that we understand the spirit of, of what the uh, or, the, or the heart of what the Holy Spirit is doing here. So one, when you can see that the mood of this is that there is a heart of love that has been expressed. So one, you see that he found his people. So the, the heart of pursuing, pursuing his people is that of a heart of love. And, one of the, and, and so we're like an eagle that stirs up her nest and hovers over a young she doesn't do it in a, the eagle never does that in an aggressive manner or, or, in, a, or in a heart or a, in a way that would cause damage to her, her, her children. She's doing it, one, uh, in love, but also that the, the goal would be that her young would learn to fly, that they would grow into maturity, or at least the first stage of it. So one of the things that we see is that, that the heart of hovering, the heart of the Holy Spirit, I believe is, is this, is the heart of the Holy Spirit hovering over chaos is not in the spirit of uh, bringing judgment or bringing punishment into the earth. That is not the heart of the Holy Spirit. And if you're experiencing chaos in your life, if you're experiencing chaos or turbulence in your, in your internal life right now, in your marriage, in your relationships, I can assure you that the Holy Spirit is hovering over you right now. I can assure you today that the Holy Spirit is not hovering over you in judgment or anger or anything like that. That's, that's, that's not the heart of God. And this is something that, as I started to read this, really started to touch my heart. Because sometimes we, we see the Lord as, as somebody who's full of anger and and wanting to cast judgment on, on politicians and people like that that aren't doing what we think they should be doing. But that's not the heart of God. It's not the heart of the Father. The, Jesus said uh, that the heart of the Father is that none should perish and all should be saved, that none would be lost. And even rebuked his disciples about um, that they actually didn't really know the heart of God when they wanted to call down fire on, on people that they had wrong expectations of. So it's important that we, that we really capture the heart of God. And this is where I believe in these times the heart of God is going to be manifest. 
And when I started to read about the Spirit of the Lord, or the Spirit, the Spirit of God hovered over the water. You know, the Bible is clear in this, that it says that God is love. Sure, there are, there are, there are judgment, there are, there, are, uh, there are other elements, there are stronger expressions of God. But he is primarily, he's a God of love. And when the Spirit of God comes, when the Spirit of God is hovering, his primary, primary heart is that of love. Not of judgment or, or anger, I believe. And let me, let me unpack the scripture a little bit more. So the heart of this, of this hovering of the Holy Spirit over chaos, is in the spirit of love. Let's come back to Genesis chapter 1 again. So one of the earliest Jewish commentaries, just, one of the things I love to do with scripture is this, is I'll, I'll read it in one translation, then I'll just read the same thing over and over again, but using different translations, because it's very easy just to skip past something, and then you miss the heart of it. And it's the most important thing is that we not just write over the, the text, but actually we catch the, catch, capture the spirit and capture the heart of what God is, is what God is going to impress on our spirit. So one of the things I do is I'll go, go over a few translations. And here, here is a translation. Here's, here's three different translations of the same verse, which says, um, which is talking about that the Holy Spirit is hovering. So the first one, funny enough, uh, it, it's, it comes from one of the Catholic Bibles. And it says this, so in light of the chaos that covered over the face of the earth. And so the Spirit of God was brought over the waters. So that was one translation. Darkness and chaos covered the face of the earth. And so as a result of that, the Holy Spirit or the Spirit of God was brought over. And so the thing is, the Holy Spirit tells me this, that the Holy Spirit is not, um, he's not a part of chaos, but he's not repelled by it either. So when the Lord sees disruptions, when the, the Lord sees us in the place of chaos in our heart, in our personal life, in the world, he's certainly not removed from that. He's certainly not repelled from that. It's not what God is about. When there's chaos in our life, these are the times when the Holy Spirit draws closer. To draw closer doesn't necessarily mean that he agrees or is a part of it. It's not about that. It's, the Bible says, in this script translation, it says that the Holy Spirit was brought over the waters. I want to pick up another couple of translations as well, because this is really amazing. I just felt this really touched my heart. Here, here's one of the earliest um, Jewish translations of this scripture. Now, when we're talking about date, it suggested this date of this translation is in the birth of the New Testament church in that era. And here's what, here's what it says. And a spirit of love before the Lord was blowing or hovering over the face of the waters. Here's another translation which kind of says the same thing. And a merciful spirit from before God blew across the water. And one of the things I believe at this time is I hear people talking about the judgment of God coming over nations because of wickedness and yeah, not quite... To me, that doesn't ring true in, in accordance with this scripture. Because for me, when I read the scripture, when there's chaos in the world, when there's turbulence in the world, when there's turbulence in our life, when there's turbulence in my finances, when there's turbulence in my heart, when there's turbulence in my mind and my emotions, the Holy Spirit, God is not 
distant. And God is not going to send forth judgment. No. No, I don't believe that is the case at all. According to Scripture, there's different translations saying the same thing, just expounded it a little bit more. He says, actually, the Holy Spirit came in a spirit of love or, the, or a spirit of mercy that came and, and hovered over the earth. So one of the things I'm believing is, what I see at this time, is where people are experiencing turbulence, where people are experiencing chaos, I would suggest strongly, according to the Scripture, that the Holy Spirit is hovering, not in the spirit of judgment, but the Holy Spirit is hovering in a spirit of love and of a spirit of mercy over our lives, over our nation, and over this world at this time. And, maybe, and I want to encourage you that maybe you're experiencing turbulence in your life. I want to encourage you. The spirit of love has been brought over your life, not to judge you, not to harm you, but to minister to you, to help you. It's because... So the Holy Spirit, so when I was just reading this again, the, this, this chaos, so when you think about chaos, um, the chaos is not really an enemy to be conquered, but rather this formless, this formless mess, this chaos, is to be loved and fostered into being. See, it's quite, quite a different thing. So I, I see a lot of people, when they, they see a mess in the world, or they see a mess in politics, or, or something like that, they, they try and come with the sword of judgment, or the, the sword of this, and try and bring the... I don't, I don't believe that's. I believe this that people, when they come that way, miss the heart of God. That actually, the Spirit of the Lord brings the love of God and the mercy of Christ of God to people. So I pray this that the love of God would touch these people. I pray that the mercy of the Lord would touch these people. And so one of the things that we see is that it's not a an enemy to be conquered. So maybe you've got a conflict with your wife at, at this point, or maybe you've got a conflict with a with somebody in your family, I would encourage you, don't go into a, don't approach that with a spirit of hostility or, or um, here's a way that people can, here's a way, you need to, you need to, um, you need to honour me, you need to show me some respect because I'm the head of that. Now, when you come with that kind of a spirit, actually you, you miss the heart of God. And that's not coming in a spirit of love or, or, or spirit of mercy. It's a different way. That, that, that's almost like a combative um, approach. And that's not the pattern I believe that God calls us to live. It's opposed to loved and fostered. So instead of trying to correct your partner, to correct your spouse, to try and whip your children back into line or whip your finances back into the line, most of the time you're going to cause more damage than you are going to be good. As opposed to taking it that way, why don't you take the approach of fostering love and fostering care and fostering nurture back into there. And I'd, I'd bet you, really, if I was a betting man, but I, would have, I reckon you'll find better, uh, better results if you fostered and cared, because that, I believe, is the Spirit of God. And uh, the Holy Spirit is not a part of the chaos. He never is or never will be. He is the expression of God's love, carrying the mandate of life, order, and beauty to whatever was a mess. So the Holy Spirit is, is, not, is not a spirit of disorder. He doesn't, he's not a part of chaos. He's not a part. So when, when, uh, when people's lives are out of alignment, when people's lives are, um, uh, are, are in a mess, he hovers over that. I believe he, he, he hovers over that. He doesn't, he doesn't as such become part of the, 
become part of the mess because he, it's, that's not him. He's a God of order. He's a God of love. What he does, he'll hover up and call us into a space of, of, of realignment. So the Holy Spirit is not part of a chaos. So when people uh, go off and just start doing their own thing, actually, when, when people start to behave in an independent manner, actually that becomes chaos. That can be a form of chaos. And actually the Holy Spirit doesn't bless that at all. You, um, it's another, another topic for another day. But he, he is the expression of God's love. He carries the mandate of life, order, and beauty to whatever was amiss. And so these are the things that I believe the Holy Spirit wants to do, is bring life into us, not condemnation. He wants to bring order to the places of our life and our relationships that are out of order. There'll be people here that are watching. Actually, your relationships are out of order. And what it will do is it will bring you into a place of chaos. It'll bring you into a place of further disconnection. You've got to realign some of those relationships. You've got to come back into a place of order. And also beauty to what was amiss. Because of what God, because of the of God's spirit was hovering over it, chaos was transformed. And here's, a, here's another line I was just meditating. Our chaotic depths surface when the Holy Spirit hovers over our lives. So one of the things I, I, I can see is this, and, and sense is this, is the, the source of the chaos of the surface of your life, there's a depth to it. And the only person, according to Scripture, that can sound the depths of our person's heart is the Holy Spirit. So I believe this. This is what the Holy Spirit will do. It's when the Holy Spirit is moving over a person's life, he hovers. And when the Holy Spirit is hovering over a person's life, one of the things that you'll find is the depths of the person's heart, or the depths of our heart, will come to the surface. And it will be expressed on the surface. So if there are... Things happening in your finances, if there are things happening in your health, if there are things happening in relationships around you, if you are unsettled, if you struggle with anxiety, those are all surface things, but they point to the they point to this, I believe. They point to the work of the Holy Spirit hovering over your life, trying to bring what's been hidden inside of our heart to the surface so it can be healed, so it can be brought into life, so it can be brought into order, so it can be brought into beauty. And that is why it's important that we capture the heart and that we don't try and deal with the conflict in our life or around our life in a, in a military type of way because it's not going to really work. The Spirit of the Lord comes in love. He comes in mercy. And when we respond to that, you will find that we'll experience His grace on our life. Now, I believe that there are people here watching even right now. There is turmoil in your life. You need, to, you need to stop the combat mode. You need to stop the, the judgment mode. You need to stop trying to tell everyone or trying to bring it into order yourself. The best place to do it, the best place to bring order, is to come before the Lord and open up your heart and, and be humble. Allow Him to surface what's in your heart, that is, to bring to the surface what has been hiding in the depths of your heart so that He can bring healing and bring life into it. Amen. I love this. And so, uh, so when there is chaos in our life, and so the Holy Spirit was, is, and I love this, this, how the scripture is saying, so when there is chaos in their life, the Holy Spirit is brought over our life. I love that earlier translation. Because there was chaos over the earth, the Holy Spirit was brought over it. And so I can see this, that when there is chaos in their life, the Holy Spirit is brought over us. It's the, it's, it's the love of God. It's the love of the Father sending His Holy Spirit to hover over our life and to work in us, not in the spirit of judgment, but in the spirit of love and mercy. 
And when he comes in the spirit of love to restore us, not to go to war or to frustrate us. He does, he, when the Holy Spirit comes and hovers over our life, it's not to go to war with us. He, the Holy Spirit is not, to, he's not about going to war with, with people in the world. He's, it's not his heart. His heart is to restore us. His heart is to love us back into life. His heart is not to frustrate us. If there's frustration in your life, it's probably as a result of the turmoil. It's probably a result of other things that are happening in your heart. Don't try and fight the Holy Spirit on it. And sometimes, in fact, the Holy Spirit will bring people. He'll bring shepherds. He'll bring right authority into your life to speak and to help you. And I want to assure you this. My heart is never, Kate and I, our hearts are never to frustrate you or to, or to be harsh on you. Because I don't never believe that's the word of the Lord. I believe the heart of the Lord is this, that he would speak and bring truth into our life. And as the truth comes in, in the spirit of love, it will bring healing and restoration. So I encourage you. Don't fight it. Just, just be humble and allow the Lord to speak into your heart at this time. Allow him to surface whatever's been troubling you inside of your life. And so one of the things I'm believing is this, is uh, just, just in concluding now, I believe in this time, this is a time where issues that have sat deep in people's hearts will surface. In this time together, in this time of uh, close proximity, this time of extended time together, I believe this. I believe this. Yeah, I, I know that the Holy Spirit is in this. There's no surprise to that. there's no surprise to God. I believe the Holy Spirit is in this. And here's one of the things I'm believing. He's belie I'm believing he's wanted to do is to surface issues in our heart that have sat in the depths of our heart. To bring them to the surface so that, the, that you and I would come into a place of life, that we would come into a place of order, and that we would come into a place of beauty. And uh, so I want to, and, and, and I believe also too that you'll find that in the nations of the world, uh, over nations and other areas, there'll be a, whole, there'll be a stirring, there's a, there'll be things that come to the surface in governments, there'll be things that come to the surface that have hidden, been hidden, they've been expressed at this level, but actually there's been a an undercurrent that's been empowering it. But friends, I want to encourage you, don't, don't really worry about that right now. Worry on what's in front of you right now. Just, in fact, don't even worry, but look at the, the, the issues that God is raising in your life at this time. If there are issues in your heart, bound to be the Holy Spirit hovering over your life. The best response is this, is to humble yourself. Don't contend or strive to make things happen for yourself. Often when people become frustrated about things not working out, or um, frustrated in marriage, or frustrated in relationships, or frustrated that uh, you know, God's not working things out for you, uh, I would encourage you, don't, if, if you carry on down that path of frustration, it just, beca it just becomes a cycle that escalates. It doesn't, it doesn't help you. I want to encourage you this. One of the, and I believe some people have been trying to make things happen for yourself. I mean, striving to get into ministry or striving to get this happen, to strive to get that happen. But actually, the real truth of it has been this, that the Holy Spirit has been hovering over your life, trying to get you to respond to him, and trying to surface things in your life. And I would encourage you at this time, take this time to just come before the Lord and be humble. Allow people to speak into your life. Don't try and 
squabble or try and contend or argue over it or anything like this. Make this, allow this be a, here's one of the things that you could do. Just put on some gentle worship and allow the Lord to touch your heart. Allow the Lord to surface things in your heart. Make a decision in your life that you're, become, you're going to become, have a heart that's willing to hear and are willing to listen. So I believe that there would be a time in chaos that if it sat deep in people's lives and hearts will come to the surface. Two, I believe this will be a time where the Holy Spirit will bring a new order into our lives and into the world. I believe uh, one of the things that the Holy Spirit, would, you, you see the process of creation was this, that all of a sudden there was chaos and then the Holy Spirit came and hovered over that. The word of the Lord came and then what happened was order, a new order started to emerge or started to arise in the world, which was directed by God. And I believe this, there's going to become a new order. There's going to be a shaking, but there'll be a new order, a new, um, a, a new order come into our lives, a new order come into this church, and a new order come into this nation, a new order come into this world. I believe that God at this point is, has sent his Holy Spirit I believe that right now the Holy Spirit is working and reordering, reshuffling some things around. And don't be surprised if things get exposed. Don't be surprised if things are, are, are reshuffled. There'll be people will come out of one place and come down. A reordering will happen. And I want to encourage you today. If you've got a heart that's humble, you, the Lord, see, the Bible says the Lord resists the proud, but he lifts up the humble. So one of the things I would encourage you is this, that those who are proud of heart, the Lord will just reorder and bring you down. Those that are humble in the heart, the Lord will bring you up in, in, in the season. I believe that the Lord's going to be doing a reordering in this life. He's going to reorder your finances, reorder your marriage, reorder your heart. Set into place things that are in order. I encourage you, don't fight him on it. Allow the Holy Spirit to work and to minister into your life. I believe this will also happen on a global scale as well. And third, this is an amazing... Uh, I'm just really excited about this. The third thing I believe is this, is that after the chaos, when the Holy Spirit came and the earth responded to the work of the Holy Spirit and order came and then creativity happened or, or creation happened. And I believe this, that we are becoming into a time of great creativity and great acceleration. Uh, there's two words that I had. We'll come into a season of of creativity, there'll be new things that will be emerged, things that we haven't seen in the world before will start to emerge. I'm believing that entrepreneurs would arise, I'm believing that business people will get new ideas, I'm believing that young people will come into newer. I just believe in that a fresh wave of creativity will come up, come over our nation today. And I believe not just over the nation, but in your life as well, that not just new things will happen, but a, a new sense of beauty will be created over your life. A new sense of beauty would happen over your emotions. And a new sense of beauty would happen over your heart and over your spirit. That a new sense of beauty would happen over your relationships. That these things would come forth like a, like a flower. Um, I also believe that it would be a time of acceleration as well. May I caution you on this? And this is, one of the, this is where I want to just conclude today. Watch out for snakes in the garden. Influences that operate outside of God's authority to pull you and to deceive you out of God's order and purposes. One of the first things that happened was when, um, uh, as soon as God had finished creating the earth, as, as, he, as he brought order into the world, and the, the earth had responded to him, and the world was such a beautiful place, the first thing that happened was the devil would come and he tried to sabotage the very thing that God had created, the very work of God in our lives. This devil, the, the devil will try and come and sabotage. And I want to encourage you today, 
God will be working in your life, no doubt about it. The Holy Spirit will be hovering over your life. And if you respond to him, your life will be transformed. Here's the thing. Be on the guard. Be on the watch out for uh, the snakes in the garden that will come and try and pull you off. I can assure you they are there. There will be people that will come dressed as an angel of light, try and give you advice or draw you this way and draw you that way. Actually, it's a sabotage. It's a sabotage of the work of God inside of your life. Now I would encourage you, God has brought you into places, God has brought you into alignment with, with, with people. Stay, stay, with, stay in, how, in the pattern of God's alignment. That's the best way of saying it. Stay in the pattern of God's alignment. The devil didn't go directly to Adam, he went to Eve. He went to what could influence Adam. So often you'll find that the devil will come not directly over here, but he'll come through something, another voice that would cause another influence. So I encourage you today... Uh, be on the guard out for that. So one, let's believe that the Holy Spirit would work and, 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 uh, and bring to the surface things in our lives. It's two, let's believe that the Holy Spirit will bring a new order into our life. And also three, that there'll be a, this will be a sign of new, a season of great beauty and creativity in our lives. Why don't you just close your eyes and just bow your heads right now. Holy Spirit, we we'll welcome you. We welcome your presence. We welcome you, Holy Spirit, in our lives today. We thank you, Holy Spirit that you are hovering over our nation. We thank you today that you are hovering over our hearts today. Holy Spirit, we welcome your ministry. We respond to you today. We ask, Holy Spirit, that you would come into the depths of our heart to bring healing and restoration. Today, Holy Spirit, we thank you that you've come in the spirit of love and the spirit of mercy. So today, we, we open up our hearts today. Where we have tried to contend against you, where we have tried to uh, try and force things to happen, Lord, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you come and that your, your love will just bring healing into these parts of our life. Lord, I pray for every person that is watching this today. I pray your Holy Spirit will just come and minister to them. Holy Spirit, I thank you for your ministry into our nation. I thank you for your ministry over, over the nations of the earth at this time. I pray the Holy Spirit that you bring, for, bring forth a new sense of creativity, a new sense of beauty in this world today. In Jesus' name. However, one of the things we'd love to do right now is we'd just love to take up our tithes and offerings. And uh, we want to thank you, for, uh, thank you for bringing your gift this morning. And of course, uh, it's all online today. And uh, so there's, there's a couple of ways that you are, you're able to bring your gift. You can either do it on PushPay, you can go through our app, you could do something online, or maybe you could just hold on to it for another day and, uh, if you've got cash or something like that. Just, just whatever. But let me just pray God's blessing over your life as we prepare to give. Kate and I, will be, we use push pay. But um, let's pray and thank the Lord. Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your, your blessing and your provision over our lives. Lord, I pray today, Father, for your family. I pray today for your sons and daughters. Pray, Lord, that your presence would come over their lives. I pray today that you would just bring forth new creativity, that great favor would come over their lives today in Jesus' name. Lord, as we respond and, and so financially, Lord, we pray that your presence would come, Lord, that your new ideas would come, that great peace would come, that great joy would be here. Lord, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your blessing. Lord, I pray today, Lord, that you'd fill every heart, that you'd fill every um, family, that you'd fill every household with your joy and with your presence today in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, we love you very much, Kate and I. We really do. We love you so much. And thank you for joining in today. I pray that the Holy Spirit has spoken to you. Uh, just, you may want to just go over that again and, and just 
Just reflect on that for your own life. But we're looking forward to seeing you during the week. We'll be doing some devotions during the week and having other people coming and joining us. And then uh, we look forward to coming together. God bless you.